Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome to a Monday, February 27th. We are one-sixth of the way through the... Well, I guess we're not one-sixth of the way through the year because... On the 28th, will only be 59 days. Or one-sixth of the months through, if you want to be real technical yeah. about it. Yeah, works. It works. I'll accept it. Okay. I'll accept it. Um, February 27th episode edition of The Elephants in the Room. I don't even know where to begin. It is just like an absolute news explosion over the past couple of days. First of all, we weren't around on Friday because my 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 lovely co-host decided that she wanted to uh, go out to dinner to a local restaurant down the street from us that is a place known for its fair-priced food and libations. Where you don't pay so much. Where you don't pay so much. <laughs> and, and maybe, maybe, because you don't pay so much, sometimes those of, those of who are so inclined on a Friday night might overindulge and find themselves laughing at too many things to safely get behind the microphone. Though I will say it would have been, we ended up... I tried to get him, folks, but <laughs> he wouldn't do it. My judgment, my judgment did the better of me. We actually ended up watching the Rush Limbaugh speech to CPAC on Friday night, something that Katie had never seen. It was very good. So it was, uh, it was a night of excellence um, all around. Um, and that's really, if you haven't watched it or haven't watched it in a little bit, it's a good thing to put on. It um, it gets you jazzed. It reminds. It's a great reminder of all of the things that, all of the ideas that had us that got us to fall in love with this whole political nonsense to begin with in the first place, right? Um, and the line that stuck with me, I I think about the most is how conservatives love people. Conservatives love people. We love excellence. We want to pe- see people succeed. The things that the when we get angry, we get angry when we see impediments to a person's ability to succeed. Yes. And it's a wonderful message. And um, and yeah, go out and watch it. But that's what we were doing Friday. We were watching. We were watching Rush Limbaugh and, um, and eating shrimp quesadillas. Um. A couple of days after eating shrimp quesadillas, the Wall Street Journal reported that the Department of Energy has concluded with um, 
a low level of confidence. But it's a higher amount of confidence that they've applied to anything else. That the COVID-19 virus, the coronavirus, the scamdemic virus, the China virus. Katie, do you know where I'm going with this? I think so. It escaped from a lab. Oh, that's where we were going with this. Oh, yeah. Wait, the vaccine escaped from a lab? Oh, no, the virus escaped from a lab. So the thing that we all knew, so the thing that everyone, so two things have happened in the past week that have just been big old, to use a line from our dearly departed friend, Mr. Limbaugh, see, I told you so's. And unfortunately, these these see, I told you so's cost us countless lives, countless job opportunities, the economy, the election. Sank the economy, changed the outcome of an election. Two things that all of us knew to be true have been have, have in the past week have had major, 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 major news articles about them. The first, last week, masks. A major study looking at all of the mask studies, actually using random trials, concluded that that construction paper that you used as a five-year-old to make collages that your parents put up on the refrigerator, you know, that construction paper that you just tied a string to and put over your nose and mouth, shockingly, yeah, that blue that blue thing, that's all I think of. I just think of, that's just blue construction paper. That's all that is. That's just blue construction paper. Um, so shockingly, has zero impact. Zero impact. Absolute nothing. Does nothing. No need to wear it. No need to wear an N95. No need to wear any of this. Because masks don't work. The only thing that works is... A good immune system. <laughs> well, that, that's the immune system. But, obviously, what works in a communicable disease? Are you going to say vaccine? Don't be around other people. Oh. Social distancing. Social distancing. That's why we wanted everyone to go outside. Go outside. You could run around. You can be active. You can increase your health. You can boost your immune system by being active. What did the government tell you to do? Sit inside. Be away from everyone. The toll that that took on mental and physical health of people of all ages, it will take years to sort that out. Mm-hmm. So that's the first lie that we were told the masks didn't work, which we all knew right away. Of course, this is not going to work. Like, pfft, I, how many people sneezed when they had a mask on and ended up with snot on their shirt? You can kind of figure out pretty quickly this might not be working so well. And the second thing. Coming from the Wall Street Journal and the Energy Department, the Biden Energy Department, that COVID nineteen escaped from the lab, fund the 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 Anthony Fauci funded Wuhan lab in China is where COVID nineteen originated from. Where are the hearings on? We did it, once again. It's so. This is why it was so important to at least keep the house or win back the house. I should say. The hearings on this need to begin immediately. Embarrassing Hunter Biden, that's, that's, that's fun, right? 
Let's embarrass Hunter and Joe Is that Biden. Actually, on the docket. I yeah, they're working on it. it. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, that's going to be a slow burn, right? We would, we don't want to time that for this year, right? We want to time that for next year, right? We we that needs to be a slow burn with a crescendo in twenty twenty four. You know, the whole Biden crime family, put it up there. The Bananos, the Genovese, the Bidens. Um, so that's that's going to keep going. But but COVID nineteen. I mean I mean at, at some point, at some point, someone in the government is going to talk and and blow the lid off of this. Who knew what when? There's going to be emails. There's got to be a paper trail, and. You know, it used to be the um, the dream of Republicans, conservatives, to have the Hillary perp walk. Mm-hmm. Screw that. I want the Fauci perp walk. <laughs> I want Fauci shackled, orange jumpsuit, Rikers general population. Here you go. Here you go, Fauci. Throw him in the trash like every other petty dictator that history has had to deal with. Mm. Moving on from that, we have a new entrant in the 2024 Republican primary book sales race. Oh. Because you have to write a book if you're going to campaign for president. This is This is the thing, right? So you have to you have to, if you announce for president, remember, you, running for president is a lucrative business. Okay. Because you get to write a book. And then what you do is you get your pack to buy all those copies of the book to make sure that you're number uno, one, New York Times number one bestseller. And you sell that book or hand it out as gifts. It's a whole, whole thing to it. But Ron DeSantis' book, Governor DeSantis' book, comes out tomorrow. Oh. Where he the, the highlights so far that have been excerpted excerpted about it have been about uh, Trump. Um, very friendly, very nice to Trump. Uh, only disagreed with the extension of the lockdowns. Goes into that, um, but mostly it's about you know a little bit of biography and a lot of bit about him as Florida governor and a bit about the fight with Disney. That was the big news today that that Governor DeSantis signed into law the Central Florida Tourism District um, uh, signed that into law, which uh, replaces the the Reedy Creek Development District, which was essentially this, for lack of word, the state of Disney inside Florida. I mean, that's what it was. It was the state of Disney. They got to run their. They got to run that Disney World by their own rules, and I believe they have a little bit in taxes. But anyways, Disney World no longer gets to be treated as the state of Disney. Disney World now gets to be treated as Ron DeSantis said, like Sea World. It's going to be treated just like everyone else. And naturally, Democrats are up in arms about this, as the friends of large corporations they are. 
These large corporations need their breaks. These large, how many times do we hear this, these Democrats supporting this? You know, here we go. We got Ron DeSantis going to this big, huge, evil corporation saying, hey, I'm going to force you to play by the rules that everyone else has to play by. And here come the Democrats, just like they did during the COVID-19 vaccine nonsense. Go, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, I own stock in Disney. I own stock in Pfizer. I own stock in Moderna. What the hell are you doing here? (laughs) We need to force people to take these drugs. Just like we need to make sure that Disney gets their own special little tax credits. They get their own special little little license to operate how they wish. Remember that, folks. Remember that, folks. Conservatives and us on the right are the natural enemies of all of these large corporations because you want to know what large corporations love? Large government. Large government and large corporations are intertwined. Why do you think when the Department of Defense, oh, oh, Department of Defense, they need, they need computer infrastructure? Who do they go to? Do they go to Alphabet or we can go to Amazon? Do you ever think about that? Just remember that. No, no, no. We want, we want everyone, remember, we are the side of excellence. We are the side that wants to make sure that everyone has a shot. And how can you make sure that people have a shot when, when the playing field is skewed in favor of large left-wing corporations? Well, you can't. You can't, you can't skew things in favor of large left-wing corporations. You have to fight that. And I think this brings up another interesting philosophical argument that we're going to see throughout the next year, year year and a quarter during this primary fight, which is going to be just how far are we going to propose to use government intervention to make sure that conservative policies are enacted. That's going to be the big debate because this was a touchy subject. This, hey, get involved with Disney here. What are you doing? Just leave Disney alone. No, don't leave Disney alone. They're getting all sorts of benefits doing that. They're getting all sorts of government benefits that aren't available to other companies. And they poked and they and they went and shot, tried to shoot the king. Well, sorry, Mickey, you missed. (laughs) And guess what? The king's got a mousetrap that's going to get you and Minnie and Donald and Goofy and everyone else of your character slammed in it. So I say I think I don't think personally that DeSantis overreached in this. That's of my personal belief. I don't think he overreached in this one. It's close. It's close, but at the same time, but but I look at this as just simply saying, "Hey, rules is rules. Rules is rules." You might have been able to pay people off back in the day, but not anymore. It's not how we operate down here in Florida. Gosh. 
Um, CPAC is coming up this week. Oh, I thought it was last week. No, it's this week. So I'm interested to see because there's a huge controversy around CPAC and Matt Schlapp, who's the head of the American Conservative Union, okay. who has allegedly, allegedly groped a male staffer on the Herschel Walker campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mike Pence and DeSantis aren't doing CPAC, but Haley, Scott, Trump are. Um, what about Vivek? I'm not sure if Vivek's going to be there. I would assume Vivek would show up. Okay. Someone in his, his someone in his, he can't turn down a room of 10,000 right-wingers. Someone in his position. Okay. But if you're the governor of Florida... You can always say, I'm going to spend my time in Florida. I went to CPAC Florida last year. I'm not going to go CPAC. That's the other thing. CPAC is back in Washington, D.C. And that's really why I wanted to bring the Trump, the, the Rush thing up, because I was like, man, that was back when I was in school. And that was crazy. And then the year after was Glenn Beck. Mm. And he brought the chalkboard out. Glenn and the chalkboard. <laughs> and you had, to, you, had to, you had to be in position from the minute the doors opened to see Beck. Um, that was, that was, that was a heck of a time. That was, I mean, that was peak Glenn Beck. I mean, real peak Glenn Beck. And for those of you who don't remember how big Glenn Beck was, Glenn Beck was huge, huge. He was, he was on the cutting edge of this. I'm going to go off on my own and have my blaze television network. And you can download the app, and I'm going to stream it, and I'm going to own and operate that myself, and I'm going to run it. Um, that was something, but 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 but. So I'm wait. I'm I'm interested to see how it's covered this week. How how much involved Fox News? Because Fox News used to be there, and when I worked on the nationally syndicated show that I, I worked on we, we we didn't have a presence there simply because we did the show out of dc so we would have the guests come in and, and then we just go goof around after the show go say hi and then they moved it to the gaylord in maryland and i think it's still there now i was gonna say it's probably still there it's got to be still there because they outgrew that place there was a place in downtown dc i forget where it was where they did it and i mean they, i mean it was that was where Rush did it, and it was too it was too small for him. It was way too small for going back. Way too small for Rush. And so they eventually moved it, got into a bigger spot, and that's where Trump was. Um, so what are you so interested by this? Just the turnout? Well, or? so 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 CPAC generally, what this is one of the first markers is the CPAC straw poll. Okay. Where they do the, uh, this is the, everyone there has the opportunity, every attendee has the opportunity to vote in the CPAC straw poll. Who do you want to see as the next, essentially next president of the United States? Who do you want to see as the nominee? Whatever. So it's always this first temperature gauge of, hey, which way is the wind blowing among the activists? That's really what we're looking for here this week. We're looking for, there's going to be some highlights. There's going to be some people. There's going to be some names that pop. Um, obviously Trump's going to be there. I would assume Trump is going to win the straw poll. I would be shocked if Trump didn't win the straw poll, given the fact that he's going to be there and DeSantis is not going to be there. I think that there is going to be headline. People are going to start to draw. People are going to start to draw lines in this fight 
at CPAC. And I think that's going to be one of the big ones is that, hey, where's, where's Ron? Where's Ron? Not making the time to speak to you. I think it is going to be a line that uh, that's that's brought up um, real quickly as we continue to move on here and make this try to be a little bit of a tighter, quicker show. This uh, this comes from NBC News. Mm-hmm. I want you to hold on to your Katie. Do you know where I'm? Do you know what I'm going to about to read to you? No. Hamstrung by golden handcuffs. Diversity roles disappear three years after George, George Floyd's murder inspired them. Mm. Is that because when companies looked to cut costs, they found that that wasn't producing any revenue? DEI roles increased 55% following demands for broader racial equity and justice following Floyd's murder, the Society for Human Resource Management reported in 2020. But instead of creating fair opportunities and a comfortable work culture for black employees, a pair of recent reports indicate DEI professionals are losing their jobs as layoffs across the economy have gained momentum. The attrition rate for DEI roles was 33% at the end of 2022, compared to 21% for non-DEI roles. Amazon Applebee's... Going to Applebee's. Applebee's. And Twitter led the way with DEI layoff. DEI, Twitter leading the way is not surprising because they got bought by Elon since July 2022, according to Revelio Labs, a New York based company that uses data to analyze workforce dynamics and trends. Another survey showed that black employees represent only 3.8% of chief diversity officer roles, with white people making up 76.1% of the roles, those Hispanic or Latino ethnicity making up 7.8, and those of Asian ethnicity making up 7.7. Oh my goodness. 100% are liberals. Well, yeah, I mean, it's all liberals and it's all white liberal women. I mean, I mean to a T. That 76%, I mean, 90% of those, that's just white liberal women. That's just white liberal women. Awfuls, right? Affluent white liberal women. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why DEI roles are being cut is because they do not have any tangible impact on the bottom line. Yeah. I'm sorry to say that in such cold terms, but that is every week. I work in performance marketing. There are half a dozen different metrics that I'm looking at every single day analyzing my campaigns. Every single one of them somehow tie back to generating revenue. Well, at the end of the day, why does this position exist? It exists because liberal leadership thinks they need to have this so they can attract talent, Correct. so that they can be seen as woke. Well, when everyone's laying off people and there aren't as many open positions, you don't really need to do as much to attract talent because there's more talent than jobs. Here's the other thing about it, to quote unquote, attract talent. It's really more of a public relations play oh, yes. at the end of the day because quote unquote, attracting talent comes down to one thing and one thing only. What are you going to pay me? Speaking up, I saw a <laughs> speaking up, I saw a recent poll that said the reason Gen Zers 
the largest reason Gen Zers change jobs is for salary. Correct. But it was positioned as, whoa, because previously it had been said that Gen Z cares about what they're doing and their mission and the value. And turns out that's crocked. Everyone does. Remember Woodstock? I remember Woodstock. You ever, you ever, not Woodstock 99. That crap fest, literally. The first crap fest, Woodstock. You think that generation wasn't idealistic? You don't think that that generation just got a cold dose of reality slapped on their face when it said, hey, look, guess what? Having sex and doing drugs in an open forest, in, in an open field, isn't life. Get a job, hippie. And you want to know what those people turned into 12 years later? Those people at Woodstock, they turned into Reagan voters. <laughs> That's what happened. The legacy of Woodstock 69 is Ronald Reagan 1980. And I bet you that these Gen Zers and our generation is starting to wake up to this too. Okay, that this whole liberal lie of YOLO, you can have whatever you want. It's complete, as you said, a crock of crap because it goes against nature. You're seeing this trend online on TikTok of these of these of these older millennial women waking up and are like, I just had a dream about having a baby. And, you know, they realize that, that it, that's not ha- going to be happening. Might not be happening. Why? Because they did everything that the media told them would make them happy in life. Instead of maybe listening to themselves a little bit more. Maybe going against the flow a little bit more. I'll repeat this until the end of time on this show. It is extremely difficult to find any survey out there that shows that people who live by conservative values, who live by Judeo-Christian values, who regularly attend a religious service, who live in intact families, monogamous relationships with their spouse, these are the happy people in America. The fuddy-duddies. The fuddy-duddies are happy. Damn it. <laughs> but that's, but that's, that's why we're conservative. That's why, that's why, and this goes back to why we can't stand so much of liberalism, because we see liberalism as cruel. We see liberalism as sapping people of their drive to become better. We're, we're playing golf over the weekend with a gentleman who owned his own locksmithing business for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, he was approaching the Big 8 Zero. Oh, that's what, I didn't know that's what he did. Yes, the Big, eight, the big 8 Zero. And this is a guy walking 18, limber, could really flush the ball, actually, to be completely honest. I mean, this, he was a really great golfer. Um, but uh, me and him, we just kind of had this continuing conversation. He just loved to talk about golf. I love to talk about golf. And, you know, we chat about life and this and that, but just talking about the different pieces of the game and golfers and this and that. And um, and I was saying that, you know, I think, I think one of the biggest keys to enjoying this game is, you know, even when things aren't going the best, trying to just get something out of the round. 
trying to just get something out of it, trying to improve, trying to progress, trying to trying to try to be better than you were. And 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 he was just like he was just like, oh my gosh. He's like, that's just life though. And he was just like, that's everything in life. I mean, how could you wake up every day not, you know, like wanting to be better? You know, like wanting to improve. That's what we want for everyone. It's so weird when you look at the media and how they portray us conservatives. Because we just we just want what's best for everyone. What's best for everyone is for government to get the hell out of our lives. <laughs> All right, food. Oh, we've been waiting Here for we this. Go. Okay, okay. So. <laughs> Cracking the knuckles. Cracking the knuckles here. For those of you who know me. Which is everyone because is you're everyone? all our listeners. You're all our listeners. You may, you, you may, may or may not know that my favorite candy, Katie, is? Peeps. Peeps. Marshmallow Peeps. Um, I love Marshmallow Peeps. Love, love, love marshmallow peeps. I have stuffed peep. Peep toys. There's a peep store near the Gaylord National at yeah, National is. Harbor in Maryland where CPAC is happening. This is true. I had to eat peeps, drink beer, and watch conservative speakers. It's a great weekend. But anyways, I'm at the grocery store on Sunday, yesterday. Yes, this has been sitting in our fridge for 36 hours. <clears throat> Yep. And I am walking uh, up, uh, I'm walking through the store going to pick up, I forget what the heck I was picking up over at that side, of, oh, cream cheese at the side of the store, and I see, start to see the Easter stands, and I see a, a, a soft drink with that distinctive yellow label, yellow color. This is peep yellow. And what I'm holding here, folks, is the Pepsi Peeps crossover product. This is a Peeps flavored Pepsi. It is a, in a 20 ounce bottle. It is full sugar. Um, in one 20 ounce serving, it contains 69 grams of added sugar. That is absolutely horrifying. Now, for those of you who may not know how much added sugar you're supposed to have on a daily basis, the answer is ideally zero. However, if you were to have this entire 20 ounce peep, peepsy, we'll call it, you would have 138% of your daily value of added sugar. Yeesh. My first thought that comes to mind is how the hell is that legal? <laughs> This is 138% of your daily value of added sugar. There were cases of this. But anyways, I bought it because I had to try it on the air. Because I didn't have the McRib on the air, mostly. And, so stay um, tuned to see if he drops down from sugar overload. Did you all get that? <laughs> what does it smell like? It smells like a more sugary Pepsi. Oh, God. <laughs> That'd be so gross. All, all right, right, here, here we go. go. Okay, he hasn't spat it out yet. It's Pepsi with a hint of marshmallow flavoring. Ew. It, does it feel like so sugary? 
I mean, yeah, I mean, this is liquid candy. He's going to drink it again. Oh, my God. Why do you put in the sugar that makes it taste so good? It's like liquid death. Oh, my gosh. I can see sounds. Um, We were joking that our priest is going to come after him because during our Ash Wednesday service, I think we told you all this. Oh, and he followed he, it up yesterday he, as well. He railed against fat people and how they should lean into fasting because they could use to they could lose a few pounds yeah yeah they could lose a few pounds and then he reminded everyone on sunday yesterday about it as well just remember it's especially important to fast if you're fat so no joke i mean we will see how many fat people are left at our church after lent not because they fasted but because they went and found another church (laughs) all right that's all i have for all right, tonight. the review of the Peeps Pepsi on a scale of zero to ten, zero is in that's the worst thing I've ever had, and ten is that's the best thing I've ever had. What do you rank it? Uh, I actually see. Here's the thing: I actually like the taste of marshmallow, and I like the taste of Peeps, and I don't mind the taste of Pepsi. So, if I was a sugar addict, I could see myself buying a twelve pack of this. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On a scale of one to 10, I put it at like an eight, eight and a half in terms of just crap sodas I've had in my life. Wow. This is up there. That's a high praise. It's really good. Like it's not. So the 10, the best, the best soda of all time is the lemon lime from Swamp Scott Beverage in in Newmarket, Newfields, New Hampshire. (laughs) For all of our friends there. For all of you know that, that lemon lime green, that is the best soda of all time, hands down. It doesn't reach that level, like that level of goodness. But in terms of like a mouse produced one, I mean, it's it's not like Mountain Dew Baja Blast because that's up there with like the Squamscott one. But there's, I remember Pepsi Blue. It's better than Pepsi Blue. Um, it's better than all the weird Dr Pepper flavors like the vanilla cherry. Those are pretty. Those can be pretty good. But no, I put it up there. High praise for the Peepsy. All right, there you go. If you want a sugar rush. If you want type 2 diabetes. Yep, check it out. Um, All right, you will hear us on Wednesday. That you will. The chant is drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess.